Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm bloody excited. He's back in the house. Mark Reddings, all the way back from Lords. Uh, he's made it back. He's jet lagged. <laughs> he's carrying on. Poor Mark's had a two weeks hiatus in Europe. And, geez, it's good to have you back, Skeeter, here on the Shelter Footy Cast. Yes, thank you, Scully. Great to be back. A uh, trip of a lifetime. You know, I won't lie with you. It was an outstanding trip. Um, at the moment, you're right. A bit jet lagged. Not sure whether I'm at Lords or in Leeming. <laughs> oh, but, not in uh, Lords. I'll tell you that. Right I'll there. tell you what. I'm a long way from Lords, but now nah, a lot of fun. And if you got uh, any, I know you love your motor racing, and you yes. you've got a few things on your button. Super Bowl might be on top of yours, or so, yes. pretty close to it. But now nah, Lords was great. Just a wonderful atmosphere. Lots of fun. Is that top of the bucket list for you? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, because I love my cricket, and I, and even you, not a cricket man, I no, think I've been, I've been, been really it. engaged with yeah. the series. So. Uh, we're down uh, last night. We're down to, to um, England. We're 2-1 up, but uh, look, lots of fun. And, and I have to say, you're having a day at Lords. You break it down very briefly. We got in there. I did pay a package to, to be entertained and Of dined. course you did. I paid. You wouldn't, you, wouldn't just, I paid. you wouldn't just be going there getting in the general admin. You'd be in some sort of box down there. No, I was in a corporate area, but I did pay the, the money, <laughs> of which uh, it just cost me a fair, fair sort of fortune. So anyway, have breakfast between... Uh, Opening session, you'd have four pints, which would be of shelter. If you were looking at is this beer. a program assigned to everyone, or is this, is this, <laughs> this is just my own personal program? Four four pints just to get us between the start of play and lunch. Little then little. you're gonna have lunch, have so, some lamb. So it's in the AM. Have a sh- yeah, eleven yeah. to one. Mm-hmm. Then have a champagne, a couple of champagnes at lunch, because that just sort of you know gives you a little bit of a buzz. And then you go back to your seat. And because, of course, part of the package is PIMS. So I had probably between four and five PIMS between lunch and tea. Right. And what then, sort of state are you in at that tea? No, I'm in good pretty mood. Good. I'm in pretty good mood. And when the sun came out, it made life even more interesting because you're sort of, you know, you're, you're drinking PIMS. I'm still not sure what's in PIMS, but anyway, I was enjoying it. And then post-tea, which is from four to six, yes. and of course they play extra time, I started on the dark dark drinks. Bourbons. Yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> the big cups. So, so by stumps... It was rollicking. I could say five days in a row. No, I did. I didn't do five days of it, but I did enough to to warrant a visit to my GP. Ben, ben de Redding just <laughs> back, back of the shelter footy cast. It's good to have you back, Skeeter. We've missed you in here, mate. Um, I'm sure you've been following along on YouTube, yeah. watching your episodes. Um, yeah, I've heard you. Yeah, you wouldn't even know how to get into YouTube. <laughs> now, I've got a couple of things we're keeping on doing here. Yeah. The Thirsty Camel Clanger of the Week. I'm going to get your take on this Bearstow carry-on from the last test because I do want to know what you had to think of it because, you know, a bit of a moral compass here at the Shelter Footy Cast. Uh, we've got our froth town. We need to know what we froth this weekend, Skeeter. August yes. 18, 19, it's just around the corner. Make sure you get down to the Claremont Showgrounds for that. You're going to have the golden ticket down there, Skeeter. We're going to get you all around the place. I don't know, but there is a rumour... 
that the back chat ale, which you've been just looking behind us in the fridge, you said, what is going on here? Don't so, worry, Skeeter, we've been busy while you've been away, mate. Producer, you've now got your own beer label. That's correct. Shelter <laughs> and back chat combining for the greatest beer on earth we have. <laughs> we have the northern release, Skeeter. So you missed the southern one at the gate. We're up at the Ashby, 6.30pm this Thursday. It's not an invite for you. You are required at this event. What? Because, well, you've missed the first one yeah. right? while you've been in Europe. So you'll be required at the secondary northern one. I've put it north, north of the river. That's where you live. Yeah. All right. The Ashby, 6.30, beers with back chat for the back chat ale release. Thank you very much, Skater. Now, you sound like, you're like Richard Branson, who uh, what's a documentary. Like you've, I'm on hard apple. You've back chat. You've got beers coming out. You're on fire. Um, yes, thank you, Skeeter. Now, uh, before we get into it, I want your take on this Bear Stowe walking out of his crease. It's old just, news. It's gone. It's I history. know, but you've, you haven't you've been here, mate. No, no one's heard from you in you know what? weeks. I always defer, and look, I love my cricket, but it doesn't mean when it comes to the, the rules. And look, there's, there's moments in time where you look back and, and you think, no, nah, that wasn't right. The underarm delivery yeah. to me wasn't right. No. That didn't sit comfortably, even as a kid watching it and looking back, you go, wow. It was in the rules, within the rules. Yeah. But it was certainly right. not something. Just, just didn't look great. This one's a bit different, I reckon. Oh, and look, you only have to go and ask blokes that have been there. I mean, NASA, Hussein, Michael Vaughan, uh, Andrew Strauss, guys. That these are English guys. I yeah. mean, the Australians probably a bit more skewed towards our way of thinking. But they all said, you know what? It was dozy batting by by Bearstow. It's all about how Kerry took the ball in one motion, threw it at the stumps. Uh, you know what? I actually don't. Don't have, don't think. I think it's been blown out of proportion because England lost, and so I, I don't have any 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 issue with it. Put it this way: if you can get away with something in your career yes. in footy, yes. which is within the rules yeah. in the in the rule book, I would have done it. And absolutely, I have done it. Full stop. Um, the Bison, Mitch Marsh, he's returning the Test team. Very good. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I jumped off the plane. I got from from Paris to Dubai. I got off and I saw we'd made two hundred and sixty. I thought, oh. I was 118 off 118, the big bison. Yeah. Uh, I've got to thank him as well because he got me a couple of tickets or one ticket to day uh, three at Lords. The bison. Yeah, through Jeff Marsh. So big thank you to uh, the great man. And uh, I actually ended up sitting next to. Now I sound like I'm, I'm name dropping. You sound like the most well connected man. No, in the world, I was which at, we know inadvertently. I sat with the the families of. So I was next to Cam Green's dad and he, Gary, lovely bloke, and um, had a had a really nice day. It was cold, but uh, yeah. So to to the bison. That is so good. And what it does ask the question now, going so like into the Warner. next test. Get him out of there. Oh, I agree. Warner's had his chances. He's he, 17 smile, times. You know what tipped him out of the edge? Smiling. He got, he got done for a duck or whatever he got in that Four and edge. one. He, he last, walked off laughing. Broad's got him 17 times. See you later. Only problem is, who plays at the top of the order? I know no, no, you reckon Marsh should no. play. No, uh, I don't. You've been on Twitter a bit. You've been, you I know, have you've been active. My you missed my carry on. <laughs> well, I've, been, I've just been Team Bison. So anything I say about the Bison... Okay. Open the bowling, open the batting, bring him on to swing the ball, which he's done all of those, by the way. Oh, look, he has to play in the next test. Has to. So, uh, and Greeny probably comes back. So, the question there, but uh, what was the, what we go? Oh, the, the Johnny Bairstow issue. Yeah. Well, end of the day, he's been an absolute non issue in this series. His keeping's been shite. His batting's been average. His sledging's been moderate. Yes. He's, the the rang has got nothing. Yep. There you go. You've heard it here first, Mark Reddings. Uh, let's get into the footy skater. Um <laughs> West Australian footy right now is grim. You should have stayed in England. Honestly, it is as grim as it gets right now. Uh, we know what West Coast have been doing. I actually thought that was one of their worst performances of the year. I couldn't. I watched the first 15 minutes of that game. I actually couldn't watch the game. It was putrid footy. There was no atmosphere. And why would there be? Uh, Brisbane were playing 
shite. Like millionaires. Yeah, but they, they weren't even doing that, mate. It was just people were jogging around. There was there was effort. Lackluster, There wasn't was it? effort, and I, and I talk about effort very sparingly. Yep. Right? You know, I don't like using us. I think everyone tries all the time. But West Coast players look cooked at stages, like just jogging around and... 36 Brisbane, scoring shots. Brisbane were jogging around. It was a nothing They could game. have smashed them by 100 points. And look, I was away when, when they were beaten by St Kilda by, you know, kicking a bit. I know, St Kilda, St. Kilda yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which was a, a very gallant effort by all reports. And yeah, they played well. They, they played well. And St Kilda, obviously, on a bit of a slide. But yeah, I called the game on Saturday and it was... You're right. It was a strange game to call. There was no atmosphere, as you said. Brisbane... Uh, could have won by 100-plus easily. They looked but, like they weren't trying, and they won by 80. Yeah. So, yeah. Look, can I put a, a slightly positive turn on this? I no. thought that Elijah <laughs> Hewitt was okay. I thought Brady Hoff restricting you know, he was good. Charlie to, to zero goals is good. I know no, he was, he was to, very good. We'll get into it in more depth. I thought some of the younger kids showed a bit. I, I just, yeah, look, I, I, overall, my, my thoughts on that was just, it was one of the worst games they've played all year, and that's obviously saying something. Uh, the Frio Dockers, on the other hand, they get pumped by Carlton. The interesting one with this game, so I did this with Fox. Coming into the game, before I, before I did any prep for it, um, which, as you know, I, I do sparingly anyway, but I was looking at the major indicators of success, basically, which is sort of, Contested ball, stoppage work, clearances, inside 50s, the way you move the footy, all of that. Got a bit of a ranking um, in, within the 18 teams. Carlton, over the last four to five weeks, are pretty much top six team across all those major indicators. Contested ball, all, all that stuff. Frio literally did not tip the tables over 14th in any of those categories. None, over the last four or five weeks. And then even the season, they sit where they sit because they're not a good team. They, they are... For too long, I've been carrying on saying they can do it. That they they're not going to make finals. They're not a good side. They're inconsistent. Um, they leave too much to too little. Uh, they get they get they got absolutely touched up around the footy. Like they got there was no accountability at stages. Carlton aren't going that well. They're eleventh on the ladder. They look like superstars yesterday. I've got to say, and then you're right. Sean Darcy in the ruck had had no real opposition in terms of young, Silvani. So they were always going to get first hands on it. Yes. But the mids were just eaten up. I thought, you know, Walsh and Cripps and... It was uh, a spread too, Skeeter. So yeah. They got eaten up inside, so beaten on the inside. Mm. But then once they got done on the inside, they, they then got done on the outside. So usually it's one or the other. You get done inside, but then you can cover it off on the outside or maybe you're winning that inside battle, but they spread better. But they were doing both. They just... They weren't anywhere near it. It wasn't competitive. Uh, and you mentioned they're not a good side. You know what? We're round 17, the ladder... Does not lie. Yeah, that's, that's a, simple. Yeah, it's a very good point. <laughs> it just it doesn't lie. Yeah, and that's why you're seeing Port Adelaide and, yeah. and Collingwood and the top four sides winning and and teams that where Fremantle are are just not good enough this year. You you always think well, I, you know, I tend to think oh this team can get on a run, and, but no, they don't. Maybe happen. one one team will do it. So it might be Carlton. It might be Geelong. It might be one of these sites. GWS. It might be one, but it's not three or four of them. No. Never is. Uh, very good. You're a wise man, Skeeter. Uh, just before we move on to the break down those two games, West Coast Waffle against your side. Buraloo. <laughs> Buraloo. Yeah, it was Buraloo, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, uh, I just didn't know what you were going to say then. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, Buraloo, it's exactly yeah. right. They've drawn. The yeah, Waffle no, side has drawn. Yeah, it's a big Tell effort by Perth, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm happy with that. <laughs> um, well, and it's quite controversial. I, I didn't see the game, but there was a mark. You know, I got a call on radio the other day saying that the mark wasn't paid to an Eagles player, uh, that the rush behind wasn't um, 
within the time frame of full siren and sound. So there's there's right. a debate that West Coast should supporters, how many Waffle supporters there are at West Coast, I'm mm. not sure, but that they should have actually won the game. So irrespective, the only thing with that, Scoey, is in brief, I looked at their the players and there's no one who, there's, no, no. There, no one comes and presses for AFL selection no, off no. the back of that because there's just not that None. quality. No, they don't have anyone. No, so the result's great in terms of just giving some momentum or some some wow. spike to their season. Yeah. But, yeah, apart from that, Adam Simpson can't go and look and, and see what's in the next level because there's not a heat there either. Probably speak. Well, I mean, that ties a little bit into some of the coverage around telling you know, senior players getting dropped back to the waffle. I don't think it's going to happen because no. there's no one to come back in. No. I mean, that's been the point all year, hasn't it? There were some efforts on the weekend from West Coast players that any other season would would find you back in the waffle. And they were senior players. That's not going to happen this year. It doesn't matter how much you want it to happen. They're not. Gonna, there's no one to bring up. No, absolutely. That that's that's the problem. We'll we'll break it down a bit more uh, when we go through the two matches. Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shell Footycast. Let's stay on West Coast. Brisbane defeat Eagles by 81 points. The line, I believe, and at least one uh, one of our friends uh, in the betting world was 81.5, so you'd be absolutely <laughs> stiff as a board. If well, I wasn't involved in that game, so I'm pretty happy just to stay out of it, to be honest with you. Uh, McGovern came back, Jeremy McGovern, Tom Cole, a couple of senior guys. Both looked like they got a bit of game time into them. They subbed Gov for Cole, um, so you'd be happy with that. Um, Lions, eighth win in a row at the Gabba. We didn't expect this to go any other way. No, I mean twenty nine inside fifties for the Eagles. I mean that's not that's not an aberration. That's pretty much the norm for them this year, isn't it? Under thirty, Jack, Gun- Jack Gunston comes back and kicks six goals after he dropped himself. I can't remember if you were here when he did that. I did. Yeah, I was here. Well, apparently also had a, a back issue as well. So maybe that that, that might have been used as a Don't bit of a risk. That. Just 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 drop. Just be like Jack Gunston, not playing well, well enough. Dropped him. Drop him, bring him back in, kick six. Not this bullshit about him dropping himself. Like it's just a junk. Yeah, it's just junk. Well, he's come back, and, and if you're going to come back and, and try and work Probably yourself back into form, <laughs> yeah, Eagles are not a, a bad way to, to start your your second half of your season. So look, uh, he was terrific. Um, you know, the Lions, as you said, they, I, I really like. And it's interesting, actually, the, the the thing that came out of that that match off the back of it was Adam Simpson and what he said about. Brisbane, he, he thinks they're the premiership favourites. Now, is that just blowing wind up Chris Fagan to give him a bit of a, a talking point, or, or does he genuinely believe it? I, I, it was fascinating because out of out of the three minute fifty eight press conference, which is pretty short, not a lot. You know, you... Let, let me ask you this: Have you heard Simo comment on any other team throughout the year? Yeah, I have. I've heard him talk, talk about Sydney, how good a team they are. That was when they thrashed by one seventy, defending pre- no, def- grand, grand finals. He said, "What a great." So, they're not a great side this year. No. They're, they're average. No, but, they're not. So look, but that's that's par for course. That's what they do, don't they? they I think it's fluff. Yeah, genuine yeah. fluff. Like yep. um, he and coach of Brisbane, Chris Fagan, would have a strong... They're mates. They yeah, go back to Hawthorne. Strong yeah. relationship at Hawthorne. So they would have had a laugh about that. I think it would have been a stitch up. That's what. I, that's how I... Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Liam Duggan's having a really good year. If you want to talk about positives, I yeah. thought I thought Brady Huff was really good. But Liam Duggan's having a very good year for what... I guess he's copying behind the footy at the moment. So let me ask you this question without notice. Who's who's leading the John Warsaw medal? Because well, it, it was Tim Kelly by early. a fair way. First first half of the year hit Tim Kelly. Oscar Allen, you'd think... Thereabouts. ...would be thereabouts. He performs consistently every week. Um, Liam Duggan's played a lot of footy. I think he'd be up there, yeah. Gee, I mean, don't mean to go down to this part, but you know, it's gonna, that's a, I know it was hard last year, the, the Warsaw medal, and trying to make a, a deal of that, gee... When you're not sure be t- heading for the wooden spoon with this percentage of 46. Oh, they, they, they've won the wooden spoon. There's no way they don't win that. 
How, how do they not win that? Give, give me a give me a scenario they don't win that. Uh, they're playing North Melbourne. They're playing North Melbourne. Right. Yeah, they've but got to make up eighteen percent, which they're so, not going to do. No, they're not going to win two games. Right, so they, they might win one. Right, so they need to win two, which they're not going to do. No, fair call. So wouldn't spoon a West Coast and pick number one. I've come full circle on pick number one, which is Harley Reid or Ke- split. Keep him. I was split him. Split him at have all costs. Have you seen him play for Vic Country in the last week or two? Yeah, and I saw a few things, and it's just reputation. It's more on the fact I'm seeing Elijah Hewitt, Ruben Jimby. I've seen him for the rest of the year. If you paired those three in the midfield in three years' time, that that's very exciting for West Coast fans, in my opinion. Like that's a, that's a midfield. So so you've gone against the, the split pick, which yeah. I think that's worked pretty well. Well, yeah, this, I've, this, I've this, gone this. get him, build the club around like Judd. Is he Chris Judd? Judd is he, no, no, is no. he Chris Judd? No, Elijah who it is, Elijah who it is. It's Chris Judd esque. Elijah who it is, mate. Just my, my words. What he's what he's doing. From a from a burst power point of view, yeah, he is. He's not. He's not Chris Judd. No, but that's that's who he plays like. I've heard him referred to as other players. He's Chris Judd, like hundred percent. What haven't well, seen? I thought he was. I thought he was good on the weekend. But no, I, no, I'm not, I'm not saying he's Chris Judd. He's not Chris Judd. He's not two time Brownlow medalist. He's not kicking five goals in his first. He's not, well, not doing that. That's what but I'm saying. Because you go back to Chris Judd that half against Brisbane up at the Gabba. But when was that? I think that was, that wasn't his first. Two thousand four or five. I don't think that was his first. No, year. No, it wasn't. No, people act like that was his first year. Mate, I could see Elijah Hewitt doing something like that, kicking three or four goals in three, in two years' time. Yeah, I could. Absolutely, I could. Chris Judd like Carlton defeat Fremantle by 53 points. If we talk about poor performances, like I said, the Dockers coming into this, I think people hoped they were, they were a chance, but Carlton's been a way better side than them in the last four weeks, even though they've played at Gold Coast and Hawthorne. Carlton are just getting it done across all parts of the ground, and Freo aren't. They, no. kicked, they kicked two goals in the first three quarters for it. And they two quarters where they didn't score a goal. So, I mean, they were poor. They were putrid. They were uh, so disappointing. And, and just seeing the fans and hearing them after the game just so upset about that effort against uh, a, a team that's, you know, in the same vicinity in the ladder as them. And um, Carlton's got some quality there, but there's just, there was a real lack of um, ability to, to match them in, in all, all facets of the game. Close to a sellout. Yeah, good really good crowd down there. Really good crowd, and and as you were there and I was as well. But yeah, Justin Longmuir, there's there's a major. Dis- I guess at the end of the day, they overachieved last year. Yeah, it, we it, built them up to something they're not. But they're not underachieving yet. not right yet. Now. They're, they're underachieving, and last year they overachieved. But gee whiz. Um, so what, where should they be then? They should be what fighting for eighth or something. Yeah, I think so. I think that's sixth, seventh, eighth. I think I think that's realistic. And that's just not happening at the moment. As you, we mentioned about the, the, the midfield dominance, Carlton had, uh, I think it was 62 to 40 inside 50s. Um, and there were a bunch of players. I think Jackson ended up with 10 possessions, but their forwards hey, didn't mate, get near it. The, so the, the way this got done was the stoppages we spoke about before, inside and out. And then um, competition down the line, around the ground, in aerial balls, was so poor. Mate, they, they had, like you said, they didn't have a Ruckman. They had Silvani and Lewis Young. And all respect to those boys, they compete. They At stages, I'd rather them in my team to what some of the boys dished out yesterday. They had Jackson, they had Sean Darcy, they had Tracy, uh, they had Amos. They're all, they're all competitive beasts in the air, usually. They just got dominated down the... Adam Saad took about three intercept marks. Yeah. He's tiny. Yeah. What I liked just watching from the, the broadcasting position was Carlton's ability to to stop Fremantle changing. They had to kick down the line. They, yeah. they, they basically blocked off all the exits that I think they'd, they'd normally try and use. And Luke Ryan, I mean, a ton of possessions, um, you know, trying to manufacture something. But the, the, they did... Carlton, to be to be fair to them, they, they, they completely out, outplayed. And I think outcoached 
the Fremantle coaching yeah. box. Yeah. I remember playing for West Coast. Uh, it used to be a bit of an Achilles heel of ours. If you could, if you could shut it, you know how we used to do the kick mark thing. If you could shut that down and force us down the line, we used to get stuck doing it. Mm. And not not saying that Justin Longmuir is the same coach or that's the same team, but we've seen Fremantle try to possess the footy a fair bit this year. And if you can stop teams like that doing that, then they get stuck caught going down the line. And then look, we we had players sort of similar. If we could get it done down the line, we'd be okay. But if we didn't which Freo aren't, then it just turns into a skinny game, in-out-ins. Slow ball movement. Yep, defence can't hold up, and that's what we saw there. Um, that's about it done and dusted. Yeah, and got to say, what are we, 17 rounds in, if you're looking at, say, two sides that have been the biggest disappointments this year, I've got no doubt it's Sydney, yep. despite the injury concerns. they've been. That's, that is the only pick I got right this year, saying Sydney wouldn't make Sydney finals. injuries, but their grand finals last year, and Fremantle comfortably sits in that top two, I think, yep. as a disappointing side. Not talking about the worst sides, like clearly. No, no, West Coast. no. Most disappointing given what was happened in 2022. And they cannot make finals? Oh, mathematically. They're Collingwood this week. I think they've got Port Adelaide, they're Brisbane to come. They're, they're, not si- they're six points plus a big percentage. They're not making finals. Thank you. I'll uh, agree with that. They are not making finals. Now, uh, Will Schofield, Mark Redding's Shelter Footycast. Keep thinking about those uh, those thirsty camel clangers of the week, Skeeter, because I know you'll be out of uh, out of form a little bit here on the shelter footy cast. Yeah, no, we'll get there. We'll get this going. Worry about your that. pims and your um, champagne. The, <laughs> the Richmond uh, Tigers defeated Sydney, thirteen points. You won't believe this. I actually saw this game. I did. Well, because I, I jumped on a plane at uh, eleven thirty a.m. in Paris and uh, got on my Emirates flight. <laughs> I was 56A, and I thought oh, I'll just try and punch in some, um, you know, some TV channels. Uh, I said live sport. I thought oh, I might be Wimbledon or, or something, which Wimbledon was on. On the plane. Bang. Richmond, Sydney. On the plane. On the plane. You're I'm 39,000 feet, sitting back. <laughs> My family's sitting about 10 rows away because we just booked separately. And so I'm sitting there going, how good is this? I'm watching Richmond, Sydney. Can we get, some, can we get a bit of service, please? <laughs> the and all these there. French people looking at me going... What's this dickhead watching? It was the only Aussie on board, I think. Watching That's amazing. Well, yeah, and it was a good game of footy. Richmond uh, showed a lot in the second half. Sydney could have had them for toast, I would have thought, by at various stages in the game. But uh, yeah. Tigers found a way yet again. Yeah, they did. Um, look, unfortunately, Jacob Bauer in his debut does his hamstring. Early. Oh, jeez, I felt for him. He did his hammy within 20, like... Early, 50 early. seconds or something like that. Um, so he goes out. Look, it was it was a typical Richmond game against the Sydney side, as you mentioned. I don't think you know that they've been really disappointing. Aren't quite up to it. Sydney are in front with 10, 10 minutes into the last quarter, but Richmond get that run and gun game. And the game. rain came, and the, yeah. the wet weather just suited them to a T. And uh, that'll be Buddy Franklin's last match at the MCG. Cheers, um, you've been so keen to retire. No, I've not. Year, I'm just trying what. to make a point that this is what's on the horizon. He kicked two, buddy, and had a chance to kick one late in the game yeah. to put them back in front, but uh, didn't quite hit it properly. Andrew McWalter, he coach Richmond next year? Well, the, the, the result suggests he has to be one of the contenders, doesn't he? Because outside of, say, taking a Buckley or a. I mean, is there any Which other? I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to do that. No, I, I, I think it's either uh, another Intern, assistant coach, which they Which, would have given. They would have given them the job, wouldn't they? Well, not necessarily, but there, there might be applicants come forward at the end of the year. I, oh, I, sorry, I, I meant internally at Richmond. No. Yeah, so he, he's put his hand up, I believe, since I've been away. That McWalters yep. wants to be in the process. Uh, 
clearly the players love him. Is this, though, the sugar hit that some caretaker coaches get? I mean, it's gone longer than a sugar hit, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's gone longer than a sugar hit. So. I mean, the, the only other thing is, if, for instance, arguments like hypothetical, speaking of Sydney, whether the horse wants to bail out of Sydney, yeah. go, go to go back to Melbourne, coach right. Richmond, that, that's something that right. would be, I think, entertained. At the right. end of the season, well, I'm talking hypothetical. He's, he's probably he's he's probably got his roots down in Sydney. I would have no, thought. No, no, hundred percent. No, but I'm just saying there's probably you're right. McWalter, uh, if you if you're running a market now, he's probably favourite. Collingwood defeat Bulldogs by twelve on Friday night, and it's my froth town moment of the week. Something I frothed in this one, Skeeter. Scott Pendlebury. What? No, no, <laughs> I, I saw this as well. Yeah. Scott Pendlebury breaking the all-time disposal record held by Robert Harvey. Since stats have been taken in 1965, a lot of debate over Twitter. People were saying all-time, all-time. Apparently, it's not all-time, all-time. It's just since stats were taken since 65. Apparently, there could have been a few in the 1900s just absolutely toweling up. Racking up the numbers. Chipping it back inside the defensive 50. (laughs) Give us a break. Anyway, so, I mean, I just thought it was outstanding. Um, So, that's what I frothed on this weekend. I'll tell you what, uh, if you're going to froth, you might as well froth on Nick Dacos as well. Um, Double it up. Double up with him. And and, uh, I haven't looked at the market or even seen the numbers in the last month. Doesn't matter, does it? Is he he winning the Brownlow by a margin at the moment? That's what everyone's saying, yeah. And he's got he's gone more from that that sort of half back more mid forward, yes. and and it's interesting that that McRae's decided to unleash to, the beast. Uh, unleash the beast, and it's there was a goal he kicked um, left of screen, um, yeah. just just extraordinary. So uh, he he was uh, the, the one you're talking about, and this is a froth town. Um, what we frothed on this weekend. Make sure you get your tickets at froth town. Get down to see Skeeter have a thousand beers. Uh, he. He could have got a handball receive in the middle of the ground. They were moving it around, and then he just took off forward. They did a couple of handballs, and they kicked it forward, and he, at flat stick, ran past Caleb Daniel. Yeah. One touch, did not break stride. One stride, bang. Banana on the right. That's that's as good as it gets. He's as good as it gets at his age. I don't, I don't know if I've been underselling him, but I've certainly been asking for a stronger effort by people. But maybe it's not possible. <laughs> maybe it's not possible. You mentioned a bloke who used to win number three for the West Coast Eagles. Is this guy... I mean, you speak of yes. of young talent. Is He's this different, guy, isn't he? Different player. He looks like Cuzzy. If we're talking about like... Or Curry. Like yeah. those sorts of guys. Yeah, be more, yeah probably. But he, he could be in that same category. Because he doesn't places. have the, the burst stuff that, like the breaking tackles burst no, stuff that's charged. That's, side, that's yeah. what Hewitt has. That mm. I, that's what I've seen. The burst out of packs, shrugging, spinning. He has the run, mate. Like the gut running. I was speaking to Chris Marston, uh, former premiership teammate, and he was uh, he's on Dry July at the moment. So he said he's no fun this month, <laughs> as you were a couple of months back. But uh, he's... Uh, he he said so. Masto, Masto. If you speak to opposition players about Masto, one of the hardest running players ever. Masto was a lunatic, and he watches Nick Dacos, and he said, "Mate, he he puts me to shame, like in how hard he runs." Huge rap. Um, four goals to two in the last quarter. Yeah. Once again, Collingwood last terms uh, able to just get it done. Jordan Goey returned. He was pretty good. Uh, made an impact. Kicked a goal. Jamie Elliott kicked the four goals because the question was going to be where's the goals going to come from because mm. my check was out. Well, Jamie Elliott kicked four. Ash Johnson kicked three after getting run down in the VFL in a very embarrassing fashion. Uh, Waitman kicked four for the Bulldogs. He needs to stop uh, jumping for free kicks. I don't say that often, but he's looking ridiculous at stages. Yeah, he's playing some good footy. Yeah, he? he is. So just stop carrying on like a pork chop and just play your footy. Um, Aaron Norton 
don't ever talk about him going back. He was he's, clunking them. He's it, a forward. He kicks forward. No. Great. I'd like to see him in West Coast colours, if I'm honest. Um, and Tim, Tim English was okay, not great. Um, they get it done. You take Tim English or Aaron Norton, just hypothetically? Oh, if I had to just like pick pick one, um, Aaron Norton, every day of the week. You're taking a forward, forward. over a ruckman, okay, unfortunately. Yeah, and forwards are hard to find. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, Carlton literally don't have a ruckman. They can win games of footy. But they couldn't without Mackay and Kerno. True. GWS defeat Hawthorne by 13. Uh, I think the GWS Giants are better than I certainly thought, are, are much better than people think. And, it, okay, it's Hawthorne. I know where they sit on the ladder. But I also know the uh, the Hawthorne mindset of when they lose a game, they don't like to lose two. That's Alistair Clarkson's bred that, and Sam Mitchell brought that to West Coast, and they're, they're heavy on it. And Adam Simpson has that in him. Um, clearly not going too well this year, but but <laughs> that, that how's that going for you? Um, but I know that that Mitch would be teaching this young crop of Hawthorne blokes that we don't lose two in a row, or at least we if we get done in a game, we need to bounce back and be competitive in the next. So that was a more difficult opponent than I think people gave credit to. And GWS get it done. They, they, they've lost um, close ones against Richmond. They should have won. Essendon. They should have won. And an, well, they got. Beaten by oh they beat but hang on a second they also beat Adelaide I think not in round yeah, one they beaten Geelong in, in a Geelong. thriller they beaten Melbourne they've had some really tight wins as well. and they beat Hawthorne remember yeah. in gather round with uh, Harry Himmelberg taking a specky so they've they put it this way Adam Kingsley has got this side at the very least very competitive yes and they're winning some tight games they're losing some tight games but they're in the argument they're having a pretty good season I would have thought if you you know you look at them they're thirty two points half a game outside the eight. They're on a bit of a roll now. They've got Adelaide this week at the Adelaide Over, which will be tough. But no, that's full credit to them. Jesse Hogan kicks four. Stephen Cornelio playing good footy yeah. at the weekend again. And since being you know, given the, the captaincy duties relieved, he looks a, a, a really good player now. Well, yeah, I think his injuries have sorted themselves out. And Toby Green looks like he rises to the challenges, Skipper. So, look, I think they're getting a lot right. Uh, look, it, this season's going to be a very good one come the back end. Carlton, GWS and Adelaide all sit outside uh, the top four, uh, top eight. Richmond as well. But for some reason, I just don't feel like Richmond are at the level of these three. Uh, Essendon, St Kilda, Bulldogs, Geelong are no guarantee to play finals. So, I think there's a big group of teams that are vying for that finals spot, Skeeter. Melbourne defeats Saints by 21 points. St Kilda were the better side in this one. Um, I watched the entire game. They were the better side. They lost three players in the first quarter. They had two blokes on the bench for the entire game. They ran out of legs. They sh- they would have beaten Melbourne with a full team in. Yeah, well, Max King going down so early. I thought you were going to give me... <laughs> well, no, I, I don't think they're, the, they're clearly the better side. I mean, they got beaten by almost four goals. But I do. I grant you that. You lose those, those numbers. I thought you were going to give me... A, my grandmother would be a bicycle if she had two wheels. Yeah, well, the Dennis Pagan line, my uncle would be, yeah. Um, no, I, I, look, I, I thought St Kilda were brave, but I don't think... I'm not convinced they were the better side. No, they were. Um, I am. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Melbourne led at quarter time, led at half time, led at three quarter time, yeah. led at full time, well, they so. were the better side. Well, you'd hope so because they had more more players. You know, you'd hope they'll be leading. But that, so you so they were the they led all day, but they weren't the better side. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm jet lagged. Did you miss me? Oh, uh, like tell a you hole. What. Oh, did you do your tips this week? By the way, I did. No, you didn't. No, did I did. I did. Well, my, my tips, which I did for um, the West, yeah. I, I, I put them in. How so are you I, going in that competition? Uh, in the top ten. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's okay. No, it is. No, I, so far, I, I was, uh, yeah, I'm, I've picked all the winners thus far. Yep. I've got two wrong. Two wrong. 
I think I picked four. I've now, I'm now that far behind in the tipping that I've started going rogue, trying to make up places. And that's, that kills you. Getting further That's behind. like at the races where you think, <laughs> right, oh, this is the last race, and we'll try and back a 20 to 1 winner and just roll the dice. And but, you end up going home having a pie and, uh, and sauce and wondering where your money's gone. Clayton Oliver's going to be out for another three to four weeks. What so is going on with yeah, his hamstring? I don't know. They've butchered that beyond belief. Uh, that that ties itself nicely into my absolute hatred of no honesty and no integrity and no insight from football clubs around injuries. If if we just formed a culture where we just told everyone what was going on, it would it would leave pundits like punters like you and I very little to speak about because we'd just be like, well, Clayton Oliver has a hamstring. Then when the, when something happens, clearly clearly it hasn't gone well. But when it doesn't go well, you go, hey guys. Rehab hasn't worked. Um, so, you know, we had a mishap at training today, and, and instead of running 100 metres at this pace, he went too fast and he tore it again. You and I go, Clayton Oliver's torn his hamstring again. It's going to be another four weeks out. And so you're saying they, they do that religiously in the NFL? Uh, no, it's, it's uh, a rule. Yeah, they have to, mate, because there's so much at stake. There's, as I keep saying, there's, there's fantasy footy. There's more, mate, betting, mate. There's so much money in betting. There's sponsors that sponsor the game that. Winning but, but or losing, how, but how does how does because Clayton Oliver's their best player, and we don't know when he's fucking playing but, but, or not. But he's not named on the Thursday, so he's not playing. So that doesn't affect the betting, really. No, no but they don't tell you what's going on, mate. So I don't know if you're if you're okay. Put it this way: you're a sponsor. You want to, you haven't jumped on board for Melbourne, right? But you're mm. thinking if they go on and win a premiership this year, um, we're a big chance to get our, our our brand all over the place, right? And it's coming up to halfway through the year, and you think. Jeez, we got a hunt. We got we got a million bucks lying around in the in the sponsorship fund just before tax time. We're thinking about sponsoring Melbourne. Melbourne have just come out and said Clayton Oliver's back next week, and you go, well, if they get Clayton Oliver back, they're making a run, and we're going to get our name in lights everywhere. Clayton Oliver's out for another nine weeks. You've put your million bucks on them. They're not making finals because their best player isn't playing, and you thought they were because the club told you they they were. I reckon you'd be pretty pissed off as a sponsor or a potential sponsor. I reckon you're thinking a bit too hard about it myself, but that's just a personal opinion. Why? I love your pa- well, I'm just saying that I'm not sure the sponsorship is built on sponsoring a club because of one okay, player. But, okay, betting then. But be- yeah, betting's, you know what, and I love a punt, you know that, and you, you engage as well. Um, and the AFL benefits as much as anyone. Okay, sponsorship okay. ticket prices at the gate for fans. They want to go and see their best players playing. They don't know if he's fucking playing or not. Yeah. Anything on that? No, I think I think you, the, when you get more upset is the, I, I find the the late changes that that yeah occur, put that possibly. in the put that in the bin with it as well. It's a joke. They treat the fans like fools, mate. It's a major stakeholder of the game, and and clubs don't give a shit about them. Okay. They, they, they couldn't care less. It's all That's about money for them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm too tired to argue. Oh yeah. <laughs> Port Adelaide defeat Gold Coast by 33. Gold Coast the most relevant. Team of the competition at the moment, I would have thought, can't get close to anyone, let alone the best team in the competition. They've won 13 in a row. Yeah, they were right with them at, at no, half-time. No, whoop-de-doo. But, but nine goals to one, third quarter. And this is a bit of a froth tone moment for me. Uh, Connor Rosie, did you see yeah. the goal? You know, another, you're doubling up. That's all right. Yeah, I'll just give it another mention, froth town. Right. Uh, I thought he's, his goal was... Yeah, may not be G of goal of the year, but it was certainly goal of the round, surely. Uh, how about you give it? Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, what is it? I didn't say it. Yeah, it was on the boundary, little dribbler. Yes. Fantastic. He's just got the, the skills, hasn't he? Um, we haven't given our Thursday Camel, uh, Camel Clanger of the Week yet. No, that, that'll that'll come. You got the coming? Yeah, you've got one coming up. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, good operator. So, no, Port Adelaide. <laughs> they actually were pretty, they looked a bit off in the first half, got to say, but um, they just got the change of gear. And they when they get get rolling, I, we're obviously convinced they're, they're 
they're finishing top four. Yes. It's just a question now of uh, whether they can knock off top two. And um, the way they performed on the weekend was, I think, just a clinical performance against a Gold Coast side that clearly looked quite, I thought, quite uh, together, bonding after what, again, Stuart Chew's position under question, Carolyn Wilson coming out and suggesting that he's, you know, basically uh, Gonski. Well, I'm going to throw my thirsty camel clanger of the week into this mix here because someone's, someone's effed up, right? It's either Caro, she's copping it, the clanger of the week, yeah. and she's she's the idiot, or she's spot on. Damien Hardwick? And, well, no, he doesn't get the clanger of the week. No, but he, 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 that's that's the general thought, that he, he might replace Stu. The Gold Coast Suns get the clanger of the week for coming out and saying, no, nah, he's all good. One of them's right, one of them's wrong. Can't be both. Carolyn Wilson came out last year and said Adam Simpson wouldn't be coaching the Eagles in 2023. She was adamant. Uh, she was wrong. <laughs> uh, she was wrong, and you get them, we all get them wrong. Yeah. But... That, that, that's a case in point. Yes. Uh, now, if she was to say that right now about Adam Simpson, yes. uh, I don't know. I, I still think there's a. I still think there's a question mark over whether he'll coach next year. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree, agree with that. Um, anyway, that's yeah. just the, the coaching nuances. Um, yeah, but the Gold Coast Suns, off the back of that, look, the players. I know they they all say publicly, but they look like they they really love playing for Stuart Jew, but the, the results well, unfortunately just don't. Add up, do they? I mean, well, they, yeah. again, you love playing for someone, not winning. Then I know, but you, well, I mean, we've talked about them being that sort of tenth to thirteenth, you yeah, know, forever Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, uh, Port Adelaide are good. I'll tell you that right now. They're bloody thirteen good. in a row. Uh, I think it is. Yeah, thirteen. Geelong defeat North Melbourne by sixty-two points. In a <laughs> not sure what Zach Tui broke Jim Stein's games record in this one. Uh, so right, as yeah, no, been, he's been outstanding, hasn't he? Just um, see, so he's taught down the middle, so durable. Yeah, and he's he's got. Um, I reckon just a, even when he's interviewed, he's he, he reckon he'd be glad yeah. around the club. Yeah, he's a, he's absolutely beautiful. Tyson Stengel kicks five, Henry bobs up with four. I think they want a bit more out of both of those guys. Have not seen their name in the goals as much as I would have liked uh, for Geelong. Yeah. So so Stengel's all Australian last year. He's 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 not the player he was last year. Uh, Ollie Henry, they get him to the football club. He's young. Can't, I'm, not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not shooting a dagger at him. And but. bear in mind, Stingle, I think, broke his, against the Eagles, yeah, his wrist right. or his forearm. Yeah, or he yeah. did. But I just don't think they've had the contribution from him. It's left a little bit too much to Hawkins and Cameron. What they really were great at last year was contribution across the board. They had goal kickers everywhere. They haven't had that this year. That's why they're outside the eight, in my opinion. Oh, they're just inside the eight. But, okay, well, uh, there you go. But no, but, but they are, look, Mitch Duncan. They are fucking hell, they're eight, don't they? Mitch, Mitch Duncan. Fuck yeah. me. <laughs> Mitch Duncan oh, is um, a barometer for them. If he's playing, um, and he's, I know he's not there. I know you, you sort of. Bruh, no, no, no. Him, you, lo- you like him? I like him. Yeah, so Mitch Duncan, I think you're right. Geelong, if, if we're playing finals this week, they've got Essendon in the elimination final. They'll probably win. They'll probably win. Yep. They're not winning the flag. I'm, I'm adamant they're not winning the flag. This week. What about in six weeks? Yeah, well, you've got to finish top four, generally. Um, I just don't think there's enough there from, from Geelong, but um, we'll talk about this Thursday, but they're playing the Bombers. Speaking of the Bombers, they're playing them this week. If you played that match at the MCG, there'd be 90,000 this week. Mm. They're playing it at GMHBA Stadium, which I don't know what it holds at the moment with the redevelopment. But, but, it's, but that's a home game. They would take it, that every day of the week. Of course they would. Yeah. But the AFL has constantly... Gone for crowd numbers as opposed to fairness, right? And therefore, Geelong, um, 
Yeah, they've got the home game. Good luck to them. But, but they only do that in finals because that's when they get their money. The AFL doesn't get any, any lick of this ice cream. No, but but surely Geelong would make a better profit by playing the game at the MCG. Right? Well, yeah, but they might not win. Yeah, well, that's 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 the, the alternative. But no, they're, they're ticking along. Uh, North Melbourne soft kill and uh, they've fallen off the cliff big time, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't have much to say about them. Essendon defeat Adelaide by 18 points. It was a good game, this one. It was on while we would have been prepping and getting ready for the f- mm. uh, Fremantle-Carlton game. Essendon jumped, jumped them. Absolutely jumped them. Best first quarter, I think, for a long time yeah, for them. Yeah. And they just, what is it, seven seven to five in the first quarter. So 12 goals. There. So it was, it was one day footy yeah. under the roof. Yeah, how good. But I think what we've learned this year is that Adelaide, once they jump on a plane, they're shot. <laughs> they're terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. They're no good. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they'll go back to the Adelaide Oval and, and they look a different side. And you've done, been there, done that with, yeah, yeah. with teams that you, you know, play so well at home, very poor away. Look, they, they came home, they kicked, what, six goals to three in the last quarter. But this game was done and dusted, I think, almost at half time. Zach Merritt, I think, 39 touches. Yep, so, so did Parrish. They both had them. Yeah. Both had not. So, uh, the mids, and they're playing finals, and I hope they do. I, you know, I'm at, they're the, the feel-good story of the season, given what they've been through. Uh, I'm not sure if you've got any love for Essendon, but I, I think they're, they're a, a great story of, of a club that's been through a lot and are able to come out the other end with Brad Scott. I I would like to see them win a final. That would be good for their fans because they haven't done that in a long, long time. Um, that's the end of the week, Scott. you got your thirsty camel clang of the week? Or? Yeah, well, my clang of the week actually goes back to Lords, where I was, I was presented with a, uh, a box of... Jats crackers by uh, Charlie. Charlie, yeah, we caught up. Did he send you a photo? Yeah, yeah so I asked for a video. I could only apparently could only squeeze a video. You're a very busy man. Apparently, couldn't get it. No, I was happy to talk to him. I was, I was probably half cut at the stage, so I was I was happy to chat to him. Anyway, I, I I shared some of my Jats crackers with um, Cameron Green's dad, and he he enjoyed them. And he said, "Where'd you get those?" And I said, oh, "I've got a mate who followed me over here and just <laughs> anyway, it Where's started raining, and I left the friggin' Jats crackers under the seat. Soggy." Well, so they're gone now. They'll be gone. But <laughs> so that's my clanger from being away. Left the Jats crackers under the, the, the Lord's seat. So some of those crusty, those, some of those three buff heads who got suspended, mm. um, Winston Jones the third, and all those. Winston Nart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, names. Yeah. Anyway, they're probably chewing on those right now. But So that's my uh, clanger of the week. Thanks to... Thirsty Camel. Yes, well done, Skeeter. Very good. Charter footy cast. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Ah, uh, tell you what, the fan mail comes in when you're away, Skeeter. Of course um, it does. Is this, this is, this is, you pulled these in. Thank you, Jane. Uh, now, uh, Jane's, we've taken the microphone off him. He had a couple of mares while you were away, actually. <laughs> so. well, one of these is about two pages long. Do you want me to read the whole thing? Oh, yeah, I'll just look through it while there people are listening. He still has uh, a, have you forgiven him for that Geelong Blue a couple of weeks no, ago? No, no, I haven't. No, he doesn't have the microphone. All right, uh, Jabe asked, boys, five years ago the Pies and the Eagles were in an awesome grand final, yep. arguably the best two teams in the comp. Now they're polar opposites. I know Collingwood had maybe one down year, um, but they were nowhere near what West Coast has been dishing up over the last two years. What did Collingwood do differently that has made them see continued success compared to West Coast? Sure, injuries are a big thing, but I think it goes deeper. List changes. I mean, they've been far more proactive, I think. They have. With their lists. I mean, I think the most controversial, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but Trelaw, Trelaw leaving the Bulldogs. Stephenson. Uh, Stephenson going to um, that was, that was, North Melbourne. But certainly Trelaw was... Well, he was, but Stephenson, rising star. Rising star, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. And also, look, they also changed their footy department and their leadership. I mean, Eddie, whether it was... Um, gone. Gone Nathan for, Buckley, for gone. variety of reasons. Nathan Buckley uh, fell on his sword. 
Yeah, so I they made coaches, changes. Quite a few assistant coaches. On and off the field, they made the changes. The hard decisions, which weren't always popular at the time, they made those. Now, you know, hindsight is such a beautiful thing in footy, and you can say, look, the Eagles should have done X, Y, Z so much earlier. They're at that point now. And But it, look, it's very hard to judge up clubs um, you know, five years down the track, but you can with these two because they, they both, you know, a kick in the grand final. Yes. They both had obviously um, strong squads, and from there, um, West Coast, yeah, with you know the, the prospect of getting a second flag went hard in in the direction. I guess primarily the Tim Kelly. Um, you can't say recruit. that Collingwood weren't trying to win a flag either. No, it's so a 2019. They prelim made final. Prelim. And yeah, they got done by GWS yeah, by the year kick. after. Yeah. Um, I reckon they were trying to win one in 2020 as well. Oh, totally, yeah. But I think they've they've made changes on the run where I think the Eagles, you know, you've been there. They, they seem to be a lot of faith in the group and, and, and they thought they had still the right system to go deep. Well, I was talking about it a bit, a bit, you know, throughout, but there's been a lot of mistakes, mate. You, you can't deny it. You can't you can't look at what's happening now and say, well, you know, it's, it's COVID and there's, you know, a bit of unluck and, you know... Injuries. There, there's been mistakes, man. Whether that it's appointments, it's people staying in jobs, it's players being signed to contracts, it's uh, the health and fitness staff. It's, Myriad of issues. It, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, totally. So, um, so I, you know, I don't like to put a gun to someone's head and pick pick that point. But clearly, there's been a lot of mistakes, mate. I don't, I don't think you can argue that. No, well, the the, number, the results speak to that. So people ask, well, how how does it get better? And, and, and you can say, oh, it's, it's time, and, and we. We just, you know, get some good kids in, and but but I really think that there's a few specific things that can be done to to fix what's happening at West Coast. They need to work really hard on their development of their of their players. They're not getting any development from any junior players, and you can say it's because of COVID and 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 because of injuries. But the the system in there, I don't think, is set up to develop kids well enough with the waffle the way it is. So. If it's going to stay as a standalone, they need to get five, six, seven senior players, talking 28 to 32 years old. From other clubs, men, primarily. Get them from the country if you need to. Blokes that have leadership qualities, right, and are there to grow a group of kids and to show them how to play footy, right? They don't have that right now. They don't have anyone over the age of 25. Jacko Nelson's the oldest bloke in there. Mm. They need to do that. Um, they, they need to... Uh, I, I think their communication's been poor this year in all facets. I think I think fans are getting very frustrated with the lack of communication from the footy club, and the um, yeah yeah that, that's what I'd say. I, I think I think that goes away, and it's a bit about what I rant on about about the injuries. But I think for West Coast specifically, they, they need to give people more. They, they need they need to be more open and honest about when guys are injured, when they're signing guys, when decisions are being made. But they never have been. Let's put that's I know. Times are bad, I, so, you, I know. Yeah. So you are, people ask, well, this is what's wrong. This is, and people are very happy to throw what's wrong with the footy. Oh, I'm trying to throw some suggestions of how you get it better. I really think the communication um, to fans and to stakeholders needs to be better. That that I'm, I'm trying to be as honest as I possibly can. Yeah, I, I think the more important part, I think, is is the the uh, list yeah. that they've got, the development. I think of the young players. I think that that's going to happen though. That that's. That's an area. They need to get the draft picks right and pick good kids. Hundred percent, and that you can talk about all the peripheral stuff. But if they don't get their draft picks right, which I think they they started in the last year or so, to, they had a look at the draft at least in the last twelve months because they haven't been able to access. Um, 
it'll happen this year, it'll happen probably next year. You should be getting yourself six to eight, yeah, hopefully, 200 gamers. quality players in there, which which is the same sort of um, setup that, that you came through when you, you yep. went through the, the tough times under Woosher. Yeah, correct. There's a fair bit of work to do, though, wouldn't you think? Skeeter. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shell Footy Cast. Let's finish off with a shot XPA X Factor. I'll tell you what, I had to search far and wide for this one. Yeah. Uh, Liam Duggan's going to miss out again, just. I'm very, very happy with how he's playing. Do we have to give it to a footballer? <laughs> we don't. We give it to the fucking bison. Bison. Sorry. Jaden Hunt, apologies, <laughs> mate. I had you for 26 touches and 15 marks, but your team was absolutely shite. The bison. I mean, seriously, Skater. Then I can I'm... deliver it to him and say thanks for the uh, the ticket, and we're all square. <laughs> <laughs> Skater wants a bloody lick. Of course, you want a lick. And the then sort himself out for the next series. The Bison, Mitch Mask gets a. He doesn't get the XPAs. They're all done at the shelter. He gets a. He gets some of the backshot ale, Skater, for oh, the brilliant. X Factor. Oh, Very I love good. it. I I'll like drop it off to Swampy at the Wacker, and we'll, uh, it'll be perfect. Don't worry. Um, maybe we can invite him. Maybe we can fly him over from England just for a quick little session at Beers with Backchat this Thursday. The Ashby, 6.30. Put it in your diary. I know you've been jet lagged. I know you've... Dehydrated. You can come down and wet the whistle down at the Ashby, 6.30. You're all invited. Come down. Uh, there'll be beers down there. Nothing too much happening. Just grab a couple of beers. There'll be Thursday night footy on. I'm about to say Sydney Bulldogs yep. Thursday night. So, uh, yeah, come get along. Some footy with the boys. Skater will definitely be there. I'm not letting you miss it. Shelter Footy Cast. Find us on Instagram. Uh, make sure you have a listen. Skater, it's good to have you back. Good to be back, Scully. Loving it. And uh, you know what? I've come from. Paris, where we climbed the Eiffel Tower, we went to the Monet, which is a uh, basically a. I know what it is. Okay, <laughs> went to the Louvre, uh, did all this stuff, and you know what I spent most of my time in? In Louis Vuitton, waiting for the girls to do some shopping for handbags, and a place called Zara, where they buy these friggin' dresses. Mind you, let me just say this in all seriousness: the French women are bloody hot, and I didn't, I couldn't keep my eyes off them. They smoke too much, but geez, they were good looking. 